Before we get going with today's podcast, I just want to jump on here for a second and personally invite you to a one-off brand new masterclass that I am hosting on Thursday the 16th of May. How to scale your online business to six figures and beyond. So if you are a course creator, a membership owner or a coach, then this is for you. I'm sharing with you my most effective strategies to become the go-to person in your industry and grow your online business. I will cover how to build your audience, how to craft an irresistible offer and how to master your launch strategy so that you will know the most effective way to grow your audience and build your email list fast, know how to craft an offer that your audience will love and create a launch that fits with you and enables you to sell with ease. And why should you come and listen to me? Well, I started doing this almost 10 years ago and the very first client I worked with back in 2016, I helped him launch his very first membership. He had a done for you product and a one-to-one product and we created a membership. In his first launch, he got 130 members, bringing him in about 60,000 in income every year. Now, He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to TeresaHeathWearing.com forward slash masterclass and I will see you there. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast episode 164. You are listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast and I'm your host, Teresa Heathwaring. If you're a marketer, business owner or entrepreneur that is frustrated and overwhelmed with all the constant changes in digital marketing and social media, then you, my friend, are in the right place. Each week, I share with you easy, insightful and actionable steps that you can use to grow your business. So let's get started. Hello and a very warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. How are you doing? So I'm going to bring back some podcast normality and today we are going to be having a very practical podcast episode about why you need an email list. So last week, obviously, I had a a very different episode where I talked about my very personal journey and story with having anxiety for a really long time. And it was a really tricky week for me because it really felt like, I guess, I had completely exposed myself. That sounds really odd way to say it, but it did. And I was so grateful for those of you that reached out, that DM me, that shared it on social media, that sent me emails telling me of your stories and how it resonated and how it helped and saying that I was brave and I really, really appreciate that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. If you haven't listened, then please do do go back and have a listen uh, because that's probably it. We won't be talking about it again. (laughs) I'm joking. We, We will talk about it again at some point, but you know, let's get back way into my comfort zone and something I know an awful lot about. So the reason we're talking email lists this week is because I have just come to the end of the Build My List course that I did. The Build My List course was the first time I'd run it. It was a beta course, as in they knew it was the first time I ran it and therefore they got it for a lot cheaper than it's going to be. And they were kind of my test subjects. But basically in 10 days, I took them from not having a email list set up or a lead magnet 
or even knowing what a lead magnet was from basically starting point right the way to building their lead magnet, creating it in Canva into a beautiful PDF. And I gave them lovely templates. Then it was things like creating the social media posts, the copy. Then they would write the onboarding email. So I gave them copy for that. And then the bit that really is this course's unique selling point is we did the tech. And boy, was that a challenge, like way more than I ever thought. Because I do the tech all the time. Obviously, you know, I've taught myself how to use Infusionsoft and uh, I used to use Drip and now I use Kajabi. And I know how to set up a whole process for a lead magnet. And I've taught my team members how to do it. And I thought to myself, how hard could it be doing this bit? And I was using new systems. So I did a whole thing in MailerLite, MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, and Kajabi. So I really tested myself to learn those systems quickly in order enough to show my students exactly what steps to take. So I recorded myself going through you click here, then you go here and you add this to this and then you change this to this and you do this. And it was tough. It was it was a lot of work, but I'm so, so glad I did it because do you know what? They all said to me that if we had just done the first bit, which is like, why do you want a lead magnet? How can you make sure you write the right one? How can you target your audience? They would never, ever have managed to get the tech bit without me going through it. And that would have been the point where they stopped. And then they would have potentially given up and that would have been an absolute waste of their time. So for me, the fact that we did the tech bit was amazing. So anyway, so I'm so excited. I was like a proud mum. I can't tell you. These people have achieved the most amazing things. And every time one of them posted their completely finished lead magnet in the group for us to all see and opt into and be in awe of, I was literally in awe and like honestly the proudest person you can ever imagine they did amazingly well and the build my list course will be coming back in all its glory and uh, if you do want to be in in it next time when I run it again there is going to be limited places because I've realized that this can't be a humongous group there was 30 of us on this first go and it's it's probably going to be limited at a bit more than that but it will be limited um, but if you want to get on the wait list, you're going to be the first to hear when it opens. So you can go to theresaheathwearing.com forward slash build my list. And there is a wait list there for you. Anyway, so that's the reason I'm talking about emails, because obviously I've just spent literally the last, well, almost two weeks talking about emails. But it occurred to me, I go on a lot about the email list, as in you need one and this is how you get one and what a lead magnet is and onboarding emails and what systems to use. But maybe you are sat there thinking, well, I don't have a list and I don't even really know why I need a list. So that's why today I want to talk to you about why you actually need a list, because no one's going to do something if they don't know why they've got to do it. It's all well and good me sitting here going, you need a list. But if you don't understand why that is the case, then you might be sat there thinking, well, I don't know, you know, why I should bother. Also, if you are a social media manager, if you are a marketer, if you are a freelancer and you are and you've got clients, then why you should convince them that they need an email list. So here we go. We're going to have a quick, very practical episode and I'm going to give you my five reasons why you need a list. And I haven't silenced my computer. So there we go. Let me silence it. OK, so 
ever the professional to use it. So the first reason you need an email list is to connect with your audience. That sounds like a very basic, simple reason. Now, obviously, before the days of social media, which I was in marketing in those days, because I'm very old and I have been in marketing now 16 years and I think it's probably like 17 years ago I did my degree in marketing. So this was it. Like email marketing was the bomb because, you know, when I started in marketing, there was emails, but they weren't like they are today, obviously. But that was the thing, like to have an email list was really big and impressive and amazing. And and then it went through a whole host of kind of people were being reckless with it and just emailing people and spamming people. And then GDPR kicked in and then social media kicked in. And then people started thinking they didn't need an email list because, well, I've got social media and I can connect with them on there. And, and I think for me, the way I want you to think about an email list is just any other way of marketing your audience. So it's just another route to them. And really, as much as I am conscious that I don't want you to overwhelm yourself with all these routes to your customers and feeling like you have to do everything, this really is a route that you don't want to miss. So for me, I would rather you drop off that third social media platform that you're not really that keen on and you think, I don't think I'm getting anything from it and use that time to build your email list. I would much rather you do that. So obviously one thing I like about having an email list is when I email you guys, it feels very personal. When I write emails to you guys, I write them as if I'm writing them to one of you, to you listening right now. So for me, it's a very personal communication, whereas maybe on social media or, you know, old school, if it was like more of a you know, pop-up ads somewhere or a DM, like direct mail piece going out. It's not personal at all. So I like the fact that it's that. I also like the fact of when I say connecting with your community, it's a two-way connection. They can hit reply and respond to those emails and you should encourage them to do it. Not just from a, the reason you need to get them on your email and you need them to reply is so that it helps your emails deliver, but because you want to hear from them. Because this is a community and this is the way I see my email list. I don't see it as I'm just racking up my email list just so I can sell more to more people. I'm building my community and I'm sharing content with them that maybe they don't get in other places. So like I said, number one, it's a way to connect with your your customers and your potential customers and your audience. And it's a really important way to do that. Number two, You don't own your social media. Now, you've heard me say this before, I'm sure, or you kind of know this anyway, but we have to remind ourselves of this truth all the time. You don't own the platforms that you are on. And even though they are big platforms and they've been around a while and they're going to be around for a long time to come yet, it is becoming increasingly obvious that we can't rely on them. And obviously, I talked about this a few weeks back now, actually, um, when I did the episode of how to market without using social media. But like you can't rely on them because of the fact that we don't own them. They're not ours. I I saw something the other day that someone got blocked again and they didn't know what they'd done and they had to wait and Facebook sorted it. And, and then I've got stories that are just awful of someone who built a whole business using Instagram, had an amazing Instagram following. It's like in the hundreds of thousands followers, someone hacked her account and she lost the entire lot. Like not just not just all her followers, which is bad enough, because if you're on Instagram, you know how hard it is to build those followers. But she lost all her content. She lost all her photos. She lost everything. And that is massive. You 
I want you to sit and think now about all this effort you're putting into your social media, all the time you are spending to create this content, and what if that just disappeared tomorrow? Now, to 99% of us, that is not going to happen. But if it does, it's devastating. Also, we've talked about changing algorithms, changing organic reach. I've had some really, not worrying, but again, why I did that episode a few weeks back is, is that reach hasn't been great in January and lots of things have been going on, which affects obviously how successful your posts are on social media. So even though social media is great and everyone knows they need to spend time there, I think they're forgetting that they don't own it and that at any point something could potentially go wrong with it and you need to make sure you've got a backup. And for me, that's where the email list comes in. Because even though my email list is not as big as some of my audiences on social media, the people who really want to hear from me are likely to to want to get on my email list, which is great. So that's the other reason you need an email list, because you can't rely on just your social media. Also, it's busy. They're distracted. When you put a post out on social media, there's a lot of other things going on. There's a lot of other posts there. And you can't guarantee, A, that they're going to be shown it in the first place, and B, they're not going to be distracted while looking at it. Whereas in their inbox, they are the ones who decide whether they open your email and see it. Granted, you obviously will have some emails that can go into spam and, and, you know, we need to do what we can about that. But as long as it's going to them, they're the ones who are deciding whether they want to read your stuff, not an algorithm. Okay, third one, it can increase your web traffic. Now, obviously, increasing website traffic, if you have a website, is a really, really good thing because the more that your website gets traffic, the more that it gets ranked and will be seen in organic searches, i.e. when someone goes onto Google and searches what you do, the number of people going to your site can have a positive impact on it. Not only that, if they're going to your website, then they're in sort of indulging in you for a bit. They're looking at your stuff. They're going around your site. They're looking at your about us. They're wanting to find out more. So again, that's a really, really important thing that if you can get people to your site, that's a really big, massive win. And emails can do that because one of the things that I talked about with my interview with Robin Kennedy quite a few weeks back now when we talked about email marketing was the fact that, you know, you should be encouraging them to do a click in every single email. So you can be encouraging them to go and read a blog. You can encourage them to read your About Us page. I have my entire story on my About Us page, so it's quite interesting if you haven't read it. You could be encouraging them to go and check out your services. You could be encouraging them to fill in a contact form. So lots of ways that you can put links in to take them back to your email and back to your email, back to your website. And like I said, having people go to your site will help generally. So then the fourth one, it can lead to sales. Now, I think I told you that I read Denise Duffield Thomas's book, Chillpreneur. It's aimed at women. So I apologize if you're a male. I mean, you can still read it. There's some great stuff in there, but it's she deals with women mostly. So she said in her book, very honestly, that her sales are only ever around 1% of her email list. So her objective in her business, and she's a very successful business owner, her objective is to basically increase her email list because she knows the bigger she can get her list, the more she can do in sales. Granted, it'll still only ever be around the 1%, but, you know, 1% of 100 on your email list or 1% of, well, she used 100,000 as her example. That's a big difference in sales. So it can increase to sales. Obviously, 
one of the reasons you want people to join your email list is so that you can nurture them. And it that word, like, it's a lovely word and marketers have made it feel like eek because we're like, you have to nurture them, which makes it feel like you're coercing them or somehow, I don't know, just being a bit not like almost a bit deceitful or a bit kind of like you're trying to pull the wool over their eyes. It's not that at all. It's the fact of I'll email you lots of different things. I will talk about lots of different things. And the idea is in my emails and in my podcasts and in all these various things that you listen to and engage with and see is that I'm building trust, you know, and and last week's episode couldn't have been more about, and I certainly didn't do it for this reason, but, you know, it's the more I show of you, the more you can trust me because I'm exactly who I say I am and I do exactly what I, I, you know, I do or say on the tin. So the more you see that and an email is a way that you're going to see that. So you might have like, you might have heard the, about this build my list course the first time around and you thought, yeah, it sounds all right. And then I email you and you think, oh, that's really good. And she was really helpful about that. And then you hear a podcast and you think, oh, actually, yeah, that was brilliant. And then it might come around to the fact of I promote the build my list again. And you might think, Do you know what? I've listened to enough of this woman's stuff. I've listened to her go on enough and I've read enough of her badly written emails to know that actually she does know what she's talking about and I'm going to trust her by giving her my money and my time. So that's where it leads to emails. If you're selling products, then great, you get to drop in my inbox and show me a beautiful bouquet of flowers that you might have just created or you get to show me the latest product that you've just come up with or a new picture that you've got in your gallery, whatever it might be. So Again, they can lead sales because even if you put that picture on your social media, it's not going to guarantee that I'm going to see it. If it goes into a, you know, email, I have maybe a bit more chance. Okay, we've got to address the fact that the open rates are not 100%. Of course they're not. Nowhere near it. But it's another chance. If you, if I'm following you on social media and I'm on your email list, there's a fair old chance I'm going to see that new product if you put it out or that new service, or that great bit of advice. The only thing I would say is is be careful about how much you're promoting products. I, as you well know, if you're on my list, I hate it. I really do hate the selling bit. And it's weird because I could not be more confident in the products I sell because I love what I do and I know I'm good at it. And I know, honestly, all these people that in 10 days built their lead magnets and have them post on their social media now is unbelievable. But I still hate selling and I still hate doing those sales emails. So I try not to do them too often. I try and add value and hopefully people will go, she's pretty good and look look at me more that way and then be happy to buy when I do mention something. But obviously having an email list is going to help in those sales. Then the last one is when you get really good at building your email list. And one of the things that I teach when I talk about building an email list is about using tags, i.e. tagging a customer so you know what they've opted into or you know what they've bought or you know what they engaged with. Then this is a great way to segment that audience. Again, you can't do that on social media. You can't do that in many places. In fact, I'm trying to think of another place where you can segment them. I can't really no, can't think of anything. Whereas on an email list, you can. So for instance, if you've opted in, opted in, in, (laughs) if you have opted in to my lead magnet that's about launching, I'm probably 99% sure you're looking at launching. And therefore, if I say send an email to all those people who 
have downloaded this thing because they have this particular tag, then I can make a very tailored email to those people where that will have way more impact. And the other thing about tagging and segmenting is people don't like that. Well, they like to know that you know a bit about them. So for instance, if I'm doing a promotion like the build my list thing, once someone has opted in to say they want to join and they've they've joined the build my list course, I remove them from any future sales emails because there's nothing more irritating than getting an email about something you've just bought or an email about an event you've just signed up to. So when you do use these email systems, you know, in the right way, you can target people, you can segment and you can be much more specific, which is going to make them feel much more valued as someone on your list. Like I said, I don't want to receive an email about something that I've already signed up for. Now, I will caveat this with, if you have a list, you will know that there are people out there who sign up under multiple email addresses because maybe they don't realise, maybe, yeah, for many reasons, I'm sure. So there are still people who are listening to this going, well, funny that, Teresa, I've received an email from you that da-da-da-da-da, and I'm this type of person. But like I said, you know, there are anomalies that we sometimes can't fix unless we had all the time on our hands to go through it with our email list. But as much as possible, we can do that. So like I said, there's not other places that that we can target those people. There's not in other ways that we can segment our audience and know who they are and then make sure we send them a message that is just to do with that. It's particularly prevalent in businesses that have like different levels of service or different types of service, i.e. a done-for-you service or a coaching service you know, you don't want to be sending the message to one if they are interested in the other thing. So like I said, that for me is one of the most powerful things. Now, one thing I've realized about doing this course and looking at emails is not all email systems are built equally. Now, I knew that, obviously, they vary in cost, they vary in ability. And some I have discovered very happily that they are wonderful and very cheap or free. And others, I've discovered a absolutely dreadful. And having used so many of them now and doing what I've just done, I feel like I do have, I don't know, a bit of authority to kind of say so. So I'm thinking about doing an episode about the email systems and my sort of pros and cons of all of them. So let me know what you think about that. And if you think that'd be useful, because a little insight, and this is my opinion, you are happy to disagree with me, or I'm happy for you to disagree with me. But having used all the systems that I've used, even though MailChimp is one of the most popular with small businesses because it's one of the most well-known, in my eyes, it was the worst. Like, it was so... Oh, to say it wasn't intuitive is an understatement. Like, literally, it was the clunkiest, hardest thing to work out how to do something. And some of the most basic things it can't do... So yeah, there's a little insight. I mean, you might be sat thinking, well, I really like MailChimp, and that's cool. But if you want to start doing lead magnets and you want to start doing some automation, then I promise you there are alternatives out there for the same cost, i.e. nothing, or low cost or lower that can do a way better job. So yeah, I'd be interested to see if you are interested in hearing an episode about the email systems and what I think of them. And a bit of a comparison, because often it does come down to what you like. But seriously, there are way better options than MailChimp. No one tell MailChimp I said that. (laughs) Just my opinion. 
Okay, right. I'm going to leave you to it. Those are my five reasons you need an email list. Hopefully, if you haven't got one, I have convinced you that you need one. Keep an eye out for the course coming again. It will be a month or so, at least. Yeah, a month or so. But do get on the wait list through forward slash build my list. Next week, I'm back with a wonderful interview. So I'm looking forward to that. Don't forget to go and listen to the Small Business Superstar. And make sure you still keep giving them your love. I want... I want them to know that, you know, we appreciate them. And I know some of you have told me directly how much you've enjoyed them, which I love. But yeah, so don't forget to share on social and stuff. All right, guys, thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Marketing That Converts podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, then please do go check out TeresaHeathWaring.com where you'll find more amazing content to help you grow your business.